Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. does make you wonder whether he was always shit, but we never noticed. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> oh, dear. November 1983. That's what we're doing. Ain't it? Yeah. Them glasses, you keep looking up over your laptop and you look proper Rolf Harris. Can you smell what it is yet? Uh. <clears throat> How you been? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Are you getting all prepped for your uh, your festive release? Um, we're not doing one this year. We're not doing one this year. Because uh, it's just too depressing, isn't it, to keep fucking digging Should we out. start this again? Are you not talking about... No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not doing it. I told you, I'm not doing one. So I'm supporting another band doing one. Right. I thought I'd support someone else's release. There's this great band called The Crackpots with a K. They're a complete mystery band. <laughs> No one know, no one knows who they are. Right. Um, fronted by puppets. Right. No one knows who they are. It's a big mystery lot, like Banksy. Right. But they've done this song called Proper Christmas. It's really, it's just like, you know, a nostalgic, feel-good, old-school Christmas song. And I love it. Everyone knows, you know, I've done, done my Christmas album, didn't I? Yeah. 2011, Can't Again Kiss You Under the Camel Toe. So I'm... <laughs> I'm obsessed with Christmas records, and I feel like this record by the Crackpots with a K really hits the spot in a way that us as the cunts couldn't. So I'm I'm getting right behind the Crackpots this year, whoever they are. Right. Mm. No ideas. Nope. Wow. No. Oh, I love. It's a mystery, like <clears throat> Banksy. You can't even Google it and find out who they are. Right. Unlike Banksy. Can you find out who Banksy is these days? Oh, it's depressing, isn't it? Can you actually like find out who he is? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to know. There's the tabloids are fucking dug him out. Cunts, <laughs> aren't they? Like, just let people have. There's no fucking mysteries in life anymore, are they? Because the internet. Oh. Everything gets found out, doesn't it? Well, I mean, somebody. It's good that a lot of things get found out. Yeah. Not that though. But I think the crackpots are going to be a lot more careful than bank. They they won't be going out in daylight. No. 
Oh, I should check them out. I've not, I've, I've not even heard of them before. The crackpots with a K. The K? Yeah. Oh, what, like the cunts with a K? Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Kind, kindly, you like it, but different. It isn't any swearing. Oh, right. And, um, yeah, I went onto their website, properchristmas.info, yeah. and found out all the information to do with them. Proper? Properchristmas.info. Right. Did you have borisjohnson.info? Yeah, might have, actually. Yeah. Princeandrew.info. That's right, yeah. The Conservatives.info. <laughs> <laughs> Complete mystery. Wow. Wowee. Well, look, we've got a sponsor as well, and uh, <clears throat> and that sponsor come via um, a bloke called Tommy Mack. And, uh, I've, had, I've had dealings with with Tommy Mack. He was dirt twofold. Uh, he did one of the versions of Scrap the Monarchy. Oh, right. Yeah. Does he F and Jeff? Oh, yeah, it's been known to. Right. Apparently, he runs a record label called Sotones. Yeah, but anyone can run their own. I mean, I'll run my own record label. It's just that it don't actually exist. Have you met him? Yeah. What's he look like? Nonce. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just look like a regular bloke. What's a regular... I mean, that's offensive in itself. What's a regular bloke look like? But medium height, medium build, darkish hair. Don't remember him having any facial hair of note. Didn't look like he fiddled with kids. But you can't tell these days, can you? Like Tim Westwood, who'd have thought it? No, I know, but... Well, it weren't kids, was it? it was... Well, you know, they're still deciding who it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's been charged with anything yet, has no. he, Tim Westwood? But, um... but, you know, I like to think on this podcast, we convict on a no-smoke-without-fire basis. So where does... To- where, where's, where's So Tommy, just bog-standard bloke. Didn't, yeah. Nothing about no, him nothing whatsoever. To see, nothing to see here. Move along. <clears throat> he, so wi- he wipes his history occasionally, right? <laughs> <laughs> just right. to keep his computer moving quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Free up a bit of RAM. If, for instance, he'd done a little remix, and you pop round to have a little listen, he hadn't done the laptop, and uh, and whilst he was faffing around with some leads, you went, hey, "I'll open one of these folders and press play." What do you think? How do you think he'd respond? Wouldn't panic. Right. Yeah. He keeps it all on a USB stick. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he he occasionally clears his history to free up a bit of RAM, but he'd never be seen ramming his fingers into a kid. So his label, Softons, is... He's, uh, he's a record label based in Southampton. Uh, amongst others, he, he released early tracks by Chart Bovera's Band of Skulls and the Mullets. Uh, and, yeah, he's releasing a Christmas EP called Snow Tones, featuring festive songs by Andrew McCloskey, uh, Lonely Joe Andy Park. McCluskey? I love Andy McCluskey. No, no, no. Andrew McCloskey. It's not as good. It's like the Polish OMD. Yeah. Uh, Lonely Joe Parker. Always worry about lonely people, don't you? Dangerous, you. dangerous, lonely Joe Parker. Uh, Elvis was lonely this Christmas, mind you. He was one, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Calico Cat, um, uh, Eteo Shin, uh, and covering oh, uh, and covering the classic Christmas number one, "Stay Another Day," the Iron Duke, which is the alter ego of Tommy Mac. 
Good luck to you, Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I'm I'm not going to buy it because I'm back in the crackpots. I've put, I've nailed me colours to the mast. Wow. Crackpots with a K. you know this fella and he's helped you out with your singles and you're just backing some band you know nothing about. And I've just got a hunch about them. I just know they're, I just know they're good guys. Right. Yeah, just get you get a feeling. Have you seen them yet? What's the guitarist look like? Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Right. Well, you can find out more uh, about uh, Softons as a label uh, if you go to sotones.co.uk. Sotones.co.uk. That's S-O-F-T-O-N-S. <laughs> <laughs> Head over and get their Christmas EP, Snow Tones, now. Good Good luck. Good luck to you, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Softons Records are sponsoring today's episode alongside the MSC, uh, which is the Murder Sex Cult, which oh, is them a... again. It's every month, isn't it? Well, they're paying. Yeah, but you know, money's not everything, is it? Well, no. What have we got this month? Well, we haven't got. Well, last month. Um... Listen, we've been digging out Kirsten's fanny for the last couple of months, and she used to just send me a message. When I dug out her fanny, and now the messages have stopped. Like, have you heard anything from her? No. Kirsten, if you're still listening, we're sorry. So sorry. Won't, Won't you, you come, come on, on home? Now? We're, we're worried. worried. Won't you come on? What, what is wrong in Kirsten's life? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a wafty fanny. She won't be no one's wife. <laughs> Kirsten, we miss those little messages. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't going to. Um, I, well, we we done Jesse's rat, and then you for some reason just had another go at, at, at Kirsten's front bum. Um, but then last month we dug out. You'd had a go at it already though, so I was just stirring your porridge. <laughs> and then we uh, we last month we discussed Cy um, uh, Lovell, uh, and oh, funnily enough, he's messaged us um, about his wife Tonya. Um, he said he'd donate 50 quid uh, if you uh, gave her an iodine. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that sort of iodine. Back in the end. She walked no. into a cupboard, Your <laughs> Honour. <laughs> Tonya. It's not Tanya. Well, apparently, a mate of mine's recently become single and gone online dating. Apparently, there's a lot of that about these days. What? The- They're all smacking birds about and choking these days. Just. <sighs> I mean, to quote you, why does no one just go up yeah, nobody just spunks up a cunt anymore, do they? It's just simple. It's tried and tested, and yeah, it delivers. It certainly does. <laughs> Stop. It's a sad fucking day, isn't it, when you have to look to Boris Johnson for inspiration of how to make love. Did he belt people? No, he spunks oh, up yeah, a cunt. He, he, he can't up a lot, spunks he? up everyone's cunt, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah, I don't know if if uh, if Lovell spunks up Mrs. Lovell. Sorry, if you're listening, if you could clear that one up for us. Well, you wouldn't have to clear it up if you spunk up her. She's got to be, she must be fast approaching 50. Might not work anymore. Handful of spit. Bob's your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Tonya Lovell, everybody. Um, But also regarding the MSC this month, um, I thought I'd mention Cole Jones. Cole's actually put this together, um, uh, the the sponsorship, and oversees it all. He's like the kind of... um, the dad of the MSC, he kind of runs things. Yeah, um, but he moved. He moved out of the way. He moved to the country. 
Move to the country. Mm. What, in a Dave Balf way? Who's Dave Balf? Oh, the from Country House. House, was a very about. big ass, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe a little bit more sinister. I've got two words for you. Wolf Creek. <laughs> Carl comes across a couple having a cuddle in a lay-by, yep. takes them back to his, yep. puts some drink sprinkles in their tea, ties up the Berber cable ties and cuts her eyelid off so she has to watch Carl stick all manner of rusty farm implements up her drug fella's arsehole. A day in the life of Carl Jones. Thanks ever so much for sponsoring the episode, Carl. And uh, <laughs> big love to uh, to Tommy, Tonya, <clears throat> and Carl. Right. And the crackpots. You seem to be going on about them a lot. Oh, they've got a big future ahead. Right. With a K. Okay. Um, you said that a website? Properchristmas.info. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Music. Give people because we're not doing a single this year. Give people something to do. Yeah. Come, comes out on the eighth of December. They're going for the week before the Christmas chart because I think the sales are lower, and they're hoping if they get in the Christmas chart, I understand from their press release that um, <laughs> they might get some radio playing the week before. I mean, it ain't going to happen, is it? But you know, good, good luck, luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> right, films. Oh, I'm going to start with films or music. It is the tradition to start with film. Fuck off! What? <laughs> you cunt! He's what? just reappeared in a Judas Priest hat. He's still got the label on the cunt. <laughs> they ain't my one. Mine had a smaller logo than that. What a cunt. Where'd you get that from? Right. So, I don't know. No, right? fuck off. You do know. So, um, about a month ago, I get to the toothbrush and there's a a thing from a post office yeah. with my name on it saying we try to deliver a parcel. So I was like, well, I haven't got anything being delivered to the club. Don't worry about it. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> and then they retried it again. And then the third time it turned up. And then like, so here's a parcel here for you. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. So I've opened it. And I was like, nothing. Well, I didn't open it. It got opened by the owner of the club. Yeah. And so I just went into it and I went, someone's fucking sent you a Judas Priest cap. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So I don't know who, but somebody has sent us a Judas Priest cap. Mystery cunt. Yeah. So uh, Perhaps that's going to remain a mystery like Banksy and the identity of the crackpots with a cunt. Yeah. Right. Fuck off. Stop wearing it. He's putting me off. Put well, me off his stride. No, it's, it's too metal for this you. Nostalgia- it puts your beard in a weird context. <laughs> <laughs> your beard ain't long enough for it to be a metal beard. It looks a bit ju- like... You look a bit like John Goodman. I'm going to have a little look at myself in my phone. Oh, I like it. I'm full metal. <clears throat> right. What you got for films? Um, three films on Movie Web this month. Um, a Christmas Story. You seen that? No. Yeah. It's all about family's Christmas, like a nostalgic kind of feel-good uh, look back at Christmas. A bit like the crackpot song, Proper Christmas. Um, about the... <laughs> about... Uh, I'm starting to sound like Alan Partridge when he with the Rover garage. And when um, he's got them shop-soiled... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the shops all chocolate oranges. Um, yeah, it's all about a family's Christmas. The kid wants really wants a BB gun for Christmas. And, right. Yeah, and, you know, just like family stuff at Christmas. It's an American film. Sounded quite good on Wikipedia. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. Never heard of it. Hmm. From 1983, November, hence it's relevant to the month. 
Think you might go and check it out. No. What else you got? Um, I've got um, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, it's a, a slasher horror. Sounds really good. Some bird's a bit of a cunt and she gets killed with a curling iron up her chuff. Um, a curling iron? Like, I, I suppose it would be the 80s version of curling tongs. Right. Like the early 80s. When did tongs come in? Probably about now. Yeah. Perhaps they were less, don't you? were less likely to get them rammed up your fanny, so... Did we, like, when did we ever go, we, we camped once in your garden, didn't we, where your dad fucking scared us? Oh, he, he put knives be, between his hands, wasn't that after Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. He put knives between his hands First and shot a torch he, on them. And he was, he was squeaking, uh, squeaking, squeaking the, the, the swing, wasn't yeah. he? Um, I remember camping there. Did you go cub camp or was you too scared? I went cub camp. For the day? No, I went for the weekend. <laughs> I went for the day and then went home with my mum and slept in my mum and dad's bed. <laughs> I can't remember you being at Cub Camp. I went to Cub Camp. I just... I went to Cub Camp. I went to Cub Camp. I only a... went once. Yeah. I, I only went once. I mean, it would have been the same time, but... Was you, that was Did the you year... only go once? Yeah. And that was the year that I got my gold arrow. Why did you only go once? I don't know. Well, they had like a camp every year. Well, yeah, you would have still, if there was, then you would have fucking gone about 15 times. You was at Cubs for about 10 years. Oh, no, I was I was in the Cub football team till I had pubes. <laughs> um, I'm also going to apologise if I'm uh, sniffing or coughing. And you're a bit poorly as well, aren't you? I'm, I've just got a bit of a cold coming on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not making a big thing about it. I weren't even going to mention it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really ill. And I've just, like, trying to just... Plough on through for the Proper. listeners. Brave. Trooper. Trooper. Brave. Brave, yes. Um, did Part we... of being brave just not keep milking it and mentioning it. No, I won't. Oh, dear, I feel so ill. Um, <laughs> Have you had a Lemsip equivalent? <coughs> lem- I've had a Lemsip. Lemsip or Lemsip equivalent? I had a, do you I, spring for an actual brand Lemsip? I had a branded Lemsip. Hmm. Yeah. It's worth I, it, isn't it? I reckon it might be out of date. It yeah, like, no matter. They never go out of date because it's powder. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, powder can't go out of date. Sleepaway camp. Did we, like... Apart from talc. If talc goes out of date, it gives you nut cancer. <laughs> <laughs> did you um, Did you ever have sleepovers? No, I don't think sleepovers were a thing, were they? I remember, like... I don't know, it was camping. Did you, did you camp out when... We, like, someone had a massive tent in Pazzy's garden. Oh, maybe I don't know. Like, and I remember uh, like camping out around around Pazzy's. I definitely had some sleep. I would have been around. there. I I was the gateway between you and Paz. You no, have, I know. You wouldn't like, have known him if it weren't for me. No, I know. Cheers. Like, <laughs> um, I uh, all right, Mark. If you're listening, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't recall. Uh, it's weird, isn't it, when it comes to like staying out in the dark? Like, I've got no memories of you ever being there. It's because it was dark. You didn't see me. Look, you saying I was scared? Of, no, you were the one that was scared of the dog. Yeah, you used I, to cry yourself to sleep. I, I admitted it, but it didn't stop me going camping because I'm brave. I just powered on through. I've never really liked camping. It's nah, the inconvenience of yeah, it. Yeah, very inconvenient. Mum, it's really inconvenient. <laughs> I want to go home. I'm not playing. This is inconvenient. It's <laughs> <laughs> really inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jo, Bæk. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, I've got some... I've got good films. What you got? Scarface. Just didn't come out now. I don't know when it come out, but movie, movie web is very factually accurate. A movie phone isn't. But I don't mind talking about Scarface. Watched it again last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. What, in preparation for this? No. Well, just, just by chance? It was on. So uh, oh, I wish I'd watched it last week. I could have talked about it with any kind of conviction. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Uh, that's probably all I can say. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking great. Al Pacino's the fucking bollocks in that. Uh... Have you got any scars from childhood injuries to this day? Yeah. I've got, I've got two that I can think of. Right. One, I've got a scar on my shin. Right. Because uh, I've done, I, I done about 70 on Lee Bundock's boxer, and I was far too... <laughs> I was like grifter size. And uh, I've done about 70 on Lee Bundock's boxer, and there was like a paving slab that had gone up because of a root. And I, I hit it with a wheel at a funny angle, come off, and just... I don't know, I've managed to just scrape a lump out of my shin. It must have been on the pedal or something. Yeah. It was outside Pazzy's house. I was just laying there crying, and his dad come out and picked me up. <laughs> Jack, can you just put me in my mum and dad's bed, please? <laughs> you don't fit in there anymore. You're 19. <laughs> you grift the size now, mate. <laughs> it's really inconvenient. Just get in your car and drive out. <laughs> Keep that little kiddie's bike back. <laughs> I had a yellow boxer. I fucking love my Did boxer. Did they have a kickback break? No. Are you sure? Definitely not. Definitely not. The only one... I remember there was one kid like lived down my, my road called Michael. He had a BMX. And it was like a boring-looking BMX, but that had a pedal-back break. Oh, was that what it was called? A pedal-back break? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, what did you call it? Oh, kickback break. I might, yeah, might, yeah. I might be wrong, yeah. No, you might be right. Uh, um, that had one. Because they're great skids. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever ridden one? What? With a pedal back brake? Yeah, I thought I thought Lee Bundock's boxer did, but I might be I might be mistaken. I might be confusing it with another bike of the era. Yeah, because I, uh, I went to fucking Barcelona last year and I had a bike. Did that have a kickback break? And it did. Really? Yeah. And it was quite strange. Like, for the first kind of, like, 100 metres, it was, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Because you're so used to just kind of just letting the pedals go backwards. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, before you know, I was doing skids everywhere. Yeah, good skids. So, one on your shin through uh, doing 70 on a, on a kid's bike. And, uh, see that one on my finger? Right. It's like a little white circle. How'd you do that? Um, when I was a kid at me nan's uh, mum went out the room and left me alone with the electric fire and you know like the little girl on the fireworks advert ooh <laughs> yeah. yeah what about you um I got I got make one out, don't make it you're too hard for skulls no like, this is like jaws isn't it like uh, <laughs> sharks I got uh, I got one on me knee uh, through bombing it uh, on my BMX through the graveyard on like the, the bottom level. So yeah. I've gone down, down the little fucking slips into the bottom of the cemetery. And I don't know why, but I was just like bombing it around through there. And I, I stacked it and and I landed on, on a grave and all them like them green pebbles that used to be on graves. Oh, yeah, they were sharp, they were. Yeah, and it fucking, it proper ripped my knee open. Uh, 
I think I needed stitches, and I think my dad said he needs to go to hospital and have stitches. And I was like, I'm not going to hospital. <laughs> and all I remember is my mum ran a bath and put me in it with, I can't think what the solution was she put in the water. What sort of stuff do you fucking put on cuts and that? Salt. No, it wasn't salt. It was like... My my mum would always put salt in the bath. If you had a cuff, there's salt in the bath. It was was like... Was um, it Dettol? It was something like Dettol. It was in a big brown bottle. Dettol. It had to be Dettol then, wasn't it? It weren't Dettol. It was like something spirit or something like that. I can't think what it was fucking called. But it burnt like fuck. Yeah. And and then I would just give it to me. You don't want to go to hospital? You're going to have to have that. Yeah. Oh, so it took fucking ages to heal. Like, stung in the late seventies and early eighties. Yeah, they? back then you started to get on with it, didn't you? Yeah. Like so, yeah. I've still got like fairly big old scar on my knee. That's it. I got Thriller, the film. Oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, that that was on Movie Web as well. Yeah. I I went and had a little Wikipedia about it. Do you want Do you want some facts about yes, it? Yes, I do. Thriller had not been planned for release as a single. It's mad to think that now, isn't it? Um, Epic saw it as a novelty song and thought Thriller had, the album Thriller had peaked already. Who, who thought that? Uh, the record label, Epic. They were absolutely fucking adamant that the, the album was done. Right. And uh, So Jacko called up John Landis, you know, American yep. Wealth in London, John Landis, and said about doing doing a video. Epic would only put up 100 grand. Uh, it's only 100 grand, isn't it? Um, so uh, they got the TV channel Showtime to pay half the nine hundred grand it cost to do it, and MTV came on board and put up the rest of the money. Wow! Right, uh, weeks before the premiere, Jackson, then the Jehovah's Witness, was told by the organisation leaders that the music video promoted demonology and that it'd be excommunicated. Wow! Why are Jehovah's Witnesses such fun sponges? What's their thing apart from knocking on doors? Just you've got to have a really miserable life without any fun in it. I know that they're the thing about um, they don't do blood transfusions, do they? No. But apart from that, I think that's all I know. When they knock at the door... There used to be a, um, a guy who was a Jehovah's Witness. So, like, sorry if there's any Jehovah's Witnesses listening and this is factually inaccurate, but there used to be a Jehovah's... You can only speak from your own experience, can't yeah. you? There was a Jehovah's Witness uh, used to work when I worked at Burton's and he was a right misery gut. It's like really humorless. <laughs> Are I you remember- basing it all on this geezer? Well, you can only go with what you know. I remember someone, oh, yes. someone gaffer taped a sign to his back saying, kick me, and we all kicked him up the arse. He just didn't see the funny side at all. Fun sponge. Fun sponge. So, Jacko, after that, after the Jehovah's Witnesses' bosses saying that he was going to be excommunicated, he called his assistant, John Branker, and ordered him to destroy the negatives. Um, I bet it's not the only time he's made a phone call saying that. And... <laughs> uh, the production team agreed to protect the negatives and they locked them in Branker's office. Uh, and then when the video came out, it doubled the sales of the Thriller album, which sold a million copies a week after the video came out. It became the best-selling album of all time. It's great, the video to Thriller, isn't it? Just think, if you'd have listened to the Jehovah's Witnesses, that's why you should never, ever listen to Jehovah's Witnesses. Just take their Watchtower magazine. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So... 
What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Stick it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Fred? Do you like Fred of the song? <clears throat> I, I, used to, I used to play it a lot when I was DJing. Yeah, it, like, I'm not a massive... Michael Jackson fan, not because of what he done with them little boys, but just gem, just generally like I sort of take or leave him. But I do, I do think Thriller's a really good pop single, and and the video is fucking epic, isn't it? It's, yeah. br- it's brilliant. Right, well, I, I remember the, like that being sort of like desperate to see it, and like someone might have had a VHS of like Thriller or the making of Thriller. Yeah, and it was like I think it was just like you say it'd come after American Wealth in London which was like the horror film wasn't it yeah and then all of a sudden you know you've got a, another version that's soundtracked by fucking Michael Jackson like yeah. this is fucking amazing yeah and, and, and like his fucking outfit and it's just the like iconic 80s isn't it yeah yeah oh massively like yeah, the red leather jacket and yeah as did well, uh, and his change as well, isn't it? It's like it, it's straight out of American Werewolf, isn't it? Fucking brilliant, absolutely fucking brilliant. Was that was American Werewolf in like, the scariest film you saw as a kid? Do you know what it might? Yeah, it might be actually, because it was quite because it was quite an early like my mum and dad used to get video nasties out, and we'd we'd watch them sometimes. Oh, you're well lucky. I wish my mum and dad done that. You already had to sleep in your mum and dad's bed every time it went. <coughs> Whenever it went dark, I do remember like film like a film that I remember my old man showed me uh, when I I watched Deer Hunter with him when I was really young, and that's a fucking horrible film. Yeah, um, but I did watch. Have you seen? Do you remember Rollerball? Yeah, like I watched the first Rollerball. It's fucking excellent. Rollerball. Yeah. I ain't seen that for years, but I fucking loved that. And there's a scene where, like, um, it's James Kahn, isn't it? Yeah. And and his mate, I can't think what his name and was. And he lying there and they shoot a ball around and it hits him in the head or something. No, that happens. But um, but his mate, who's like the right nice bloke in it. Yeah. I think his name's Mark something. I can't remember. But um, he, he gets knocked off his bike or whatever. And then uh, basically they, they take his helmet off. And I like hold him up, and then they've got like a studded glove, and they punch him in slow motion in the back of the head, and it kills him. And I remember just like being proper upset about that when I was a kid, just thinking he was a nice bloke. Yeah. Why would they punch him in the back of the head with a studded glove? People don't wear studded gloves anymore, do they? When I look through the films, there was loads of films about like sort of like Bronx gangs, and they all had like leather gloves <coughs> with studs on and things like that. Cars that had spikes on, love stuff like that. I used to wear a study glove, my metal jacket. Did you have one that? <laughs> yeah, and me at. I might get some studs on this cap, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, whoever, whoever did um, send this uh, cap, thank you very much. Uh, I'm still wearing it. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to send in any Pierre Cardin shoes. Um, Can I say, anyone that sent that cap in, you're a cunt enabler. <laughs> 
<laughs> or uh, a denim waistcoat. I'd probably say I'm an XL. Uh, send it in. It's not a waistcoat. It was a denim jacket with the, with the sleeves cut off. All right. Same thing, isn't no, it? No, it's not the same as a waistcoat. All right. Um, a I'd... waistcoat comes with the sleeves already. They, they, I mean, it never has sleeves. No. I mean, you probably able to find a couple of like retro Saxon like badges and stuff like that. You're probably going to have to look long enough. Don't for think a, it a was Saxon. I do patch. think <laughs> it wasn't a patch. I drew it. I, I think uh, I think it might have had wasp forever free. Fuck you. Because that come free with a single. I, I had a few wasp singles. I had um, that animal. I, I, I was going to dig out an animal. Fuck like a beast. Twelve inch. Yeah. You know the one with a doberman bullying that woman. Yeah. Um, someone someone did actually message in and say they wanted that. Oh really? But I've, I've not I've not dug it out yet. I've mm. been up my mum's loft. Did you get your mum to sew them on your jean jacket? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I definitely would have. My mum was good good at sewing. She used to make dresses for people. Yeah. Mm. Not like Lady Gaga or anything. Just like middle aged women. Just was sort of, she, she was like just putting that that badge on. Just you know watching watching Coronation Street. Just sort of looked over at your dad, who was looking very very fucking despondent at what your mum was doing. No, I think my dad was probably pleased I got into metal. Cause it, I reckon it, she was just like, it's just a phase. I don't. Know, I think my mum was my mum was pleased to sew the Guns and Roses one on the back over the Christians. She <laughs> thought he looked a bit like the bloke from the Eels Have Eyes. <laughs> just found him really unsettling. <laughs> uh, Cannibal Ferox come out. All I know about Cannibal Ferox is I borrowed it off Stuart Turner in the nineties. Yeah, is that the one where some bird gets a tick cut off? Yeah. Yeah, banned in 31 countries. Well, you can't go having that kind of thing in films all the time, can you? You probably Apart can, from no. snuff films. Um, um, I mean, the excitement of something being banned yeah. was just 10 times as exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, um, relax. Like, it's banned. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you've had records that have been banned from the radio. Um, but ours, ours haven't been banned with a big fucking fuss and furore. It's that big fuss and furore. It, it's someone <clears> saying, this is disgusting, I'm going to ban this. Yeah. But what they do now, everyone knows that that just creates more publicity things. So things just get shadow banned these days, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, it's not as much. No, it's a boring ban these days. Bans are boring these days. Bans used to be brilliant. You'd, you'd get someone like Mike Reed just getting all like, go on, cry a little bit more, mate. Because what? Them gay blokes getting stiffies and making you upset. <laughs> we love it. He's a cunt, Mike Reed, isn't he? I, I mean, he showed himself to be a cunt, isn't he? Yeah. So if you haven't heard the UKIP Calypso, dude, just go and have a little fucking a, a little Google because it is worth it. I've still never heard that. I mean, like, he does the full brown voice and that. Shut up. No, it's, it, it, it's, <laughs> he's not even joking, mate. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, a cannibal still a thing. Um, yeah, but not in the UK. Whereabouts? Germany, <laughs> they mostly eat blokes' cocks, and Japan, they're partial to piss flaps. Seriously? Yeah, but nowhere else. Well, I don't know about like the you know the Amazon stuff. Because that, that's in, where in, I would have kind of thought, thought it might be going. I did not realise it was rife in Germany. No, in the modern, yeah, they they, they like. A, they they advertise online. They'll get a bloke to go along, cut his cock off. What on the then, dark web? I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then they just cut his cock off, um, slice it down. It's like spatchcock it. Right. 
That's where the phrase spatchcock comes from. Is that right? Yeah, you just spatula. Okay, he's cocking off. Yeah. Um, and they fry it, and then they eat it with the person who they cut it off just as the person's dying because he's had his cock off, bleeding to death. Well, he's just sitting up the table like, yeah, just, just finished like, his starter, but he ain't making his main. Yeah, slightly lilt, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have the helmet, but he won't he'll, He won't make the shaft. Jesus Christ, right. I never knew this. And he definitely, you... definitely won't make the nuts pudding. So, you see these these like little markets in, you know, in Japan and that where you see them... Like, you know, eating locusts and stuff like that. Piss flaps as well. Piss flaps. Wow. They ship them all in from the FGM in Africa. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. There you go. You live and learn. What else you got for films? Nothing. Trading places? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So, trading places, uh, very basic game. Um, it's based around uh, the 1980s uh, Eddie Murphy film. Well, the name is. Uh, and what it is, is basically, what I do is I say to cunt, here's four iconic 80s celebrities that have sadly passed away. You have the power to bring them back. But by bringing them back, you have to sacrifice a current day celebrity. Okay. Right, you ready? Yep. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Pete Burns, iconic frontman of Dead or Alive. Dead. Yeah. Someone's got to be alive that you're going to make dead to bring him back right. alive. I would like Pete Burns alive and dead. I want your love. Whoa. That's a fucking tune, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a fucking tune brilliant. Now. Urgent as well. Yeah, he's urgent, isn't it? That's all yeah. the percussion, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he was a character, Pete Burns. Is there a modern-day equivalent of Pete Burns? I don't think there is, is there? No, that's why he's so fucking great. Yeah. Because he was a bit of a cunt. Like, I don't know if there's any modern-day equivalents for any of these people. No, and that's what's so fucking good about the 80s. You could yeah. be who you fucking wanted to be, and you could fucking just cause a bit of shit and get away with it. Um, he had long hair, Pete Burns. He did. Um, so someone with long hair, Sam Ryder. In he goes. Like, he seems like a nice bloke and that, and he's from Essex, and I was pleased with him at first, but, like, I'm done with him now. Let's have Pete Burns back. All right. Instead. Okay. Um... Oh, oh. Falco. <laughs> you should have your own album lot, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> I was about to sing his a little song I wrote, but I've very nearly done it in, in brown voice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Falco. Do you remember with Rock Me Amadeus, there was a phrase in it that sounded, sounded like, like a monkey's cunt. Uh, zip zainin cunt. <laughs> <laughs> zip zip zainin like a monkey's cunt. <laughs> and go like, rewind it and go like, did he say monkey's cunt? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he did. No, if he did, it was with a K, like the crackpots. No, but then it would have been a monkey's cunt. Oh, yeah. Mm. He was fucking cool, Falco, wasn't he? Yeah. Falco's a great name, isn't it? It is, because there was a good Brazilian footballer called Falco as well. That's Around two, the time of Zico and Socrates. That's two good Falcos. What was the best player's name? Zico. Zico, because it was like the last one in the yeah. alphabet. 
And he was first with his real name, Arthur Anutis Coimbra. Zico. Zico. When you'd hear like the fucking... I'd have given anything to be Zico. Oh. He was like the Fonz of footballers, wasn't yeah. he? And he looked a bit like the Fonz. Yeah. I'll tell you he looked a bit like Derek Griffiths, Socrates. Kind of bit John Motson saying black people who look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll let it out. Goal, <laughs> Socrates! Fucking brilliant. That yeah. was the best fucking Brazil team. I know Pelé yeah. weren't in it then. No, nah, I, I love the 80s Brazil team. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fucking, yeah, the, the Mexico 82 sticker book with all those cunts oh. in. Yeah. Ju- junior. Junior as well. Yeah, of course. Right, let's get back to um uh, the, uh, the uh, Falco was German, right? Uh, no, Falco was Austrian. Austrian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only other Austrians I can think of, Hitler. He's dead already. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I quite like. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, he did sing Rock Me Amadeus, so about killing off someone from rock. Okay. Aerosmith. Here they go. He's, he's in trouble anyway. He'd probably be grateful for a quick death. He has been in a bit. Is, is he back in line for a bit of trouble? I that, think a that, bit of, that bit doc his, come out, didn't bit, he? A bit of historical bother. Some stuff about taking people over borders. Yeah. <laughs> He did a John Peel, didn't he? Okay. Well, speaking of uh, famous people... Uh, you can get away with it in some states. Singer of um, of fame... Is Irene Ar- Ar- Cara dead? Sadly deceased. When was that? Oh, I hope I've got this right. Let me just double check no, that. No, I, I, I vaguely remember her being dead, but I can't remember when she did become dead. Right, I'll, I'll let you know. You have a little think. When she ceased living. Uh... Fame's brilliant, isn't it? As a song, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like that. I, but I do prefer flash, flash dance. Flash dance. He's, he's, she died twenty uh, fifth of November last year. I'm good to Yeah, uh, coming up for the first an- anniversary of the death of Irene Cara. What a sad feeling. Uh, yeah, flame. Uh, yeah, she was cremated. Um, yeah, fucking hell. Fame and flash dance, open bracket, what a feeling, close bracket. Fucking tunes. Mm. So if you want to bring back Irene Cara, you um, need to uh, get rid of... Uh... Charlene Spiteri. <laughs> Didn't even think about that, did you? No, I've been long- wanting to get rid of her for a long while. In she goes, Irene. A- and all of Texas. Oh, okay. Not the American state, the rest of her band. Sure. Just to stop making any more music or getting anyone else in like Queen did. Right. They're, they're, they're gone. Uh, unfortunately, he has faded to grey, Steve Strange. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who would you like to uh, get rid of to bring back um, the iconic uh, new romantic and visage frontman, Steve Strange? What's happened? Like, he's true, isn't it? Steve Strange, Pete Burns. Just fucking characters. Mori- like, Morrissey, he's a cunt, but Morrissey. See, when you got your Ro- Sam... Robert Smith. Yeah, but look at Sam Smith, right? Like, is it Sam Smith? Who's the one that... Yeah, yeah, like, Sam, it's Sam Smith, like... It's a tryhard, though. But, and, and the music's shite. It's yeah, just the music's fucking, really it's shit. It's just fucking rubbish. And I think that whatever you think of fucking Boy George, he was interesting. He had something really fucking interesting to say. Yeah. You know, and it was different. And fuck, yeah, there was loads of them in the eighties, weren't there? Fucking Adamant, Phil Oakey. Where are they all? 
Well, a lot of them are dead by, by, by well, if, we yeah. go, if we look at trading places. But look, it's all right. You can bring Steve Strange back. But who are you getting rid of? I mean, if we're going to bring back someone, you know, a colourful character from the 80s, then we've got to get rid of someone bland from the present day. And I know I've, I know I've picked him before, but I'm going to keep picking him until he stops drawing breath. Ed Sheeran. In he goes. Dead Sheeran. <laughs> Music? Yeah. Um, Let's stop killing people off and start talking about some great music from the 1980s. Because we've got to remember, this is a nostalgia podcast. Yes, it is. Whoa. 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 Tidy Ten. muff. Oh, didn't she? Oh, yeah. One of the tidiest muffs of the 80s, I reckon. Christine Brinkley. Right up there with Grogan's. Up there with Grogan's. Mm. Uptown Girls at number one by... um, Pint-size uh, singer-songwriter Billy Joel. Um, he's the American Collins, isn't he? I I reckon he's more the American Elton John. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Sits at a piano, he's short, and he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> do you like any more Billy Joel songs? Other than, do you like Uptown Girl? I do like Uptown Girl, yeah. I, I just really like yeah. it. It's, it's, it's a bit of a Motown yeah. pastiche, isn't it? It's got right. that Four Seasons kind of thing going on. Massively, massively. I suppose probably actually more Four Seasons, isn't it, than Motown? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I do, I do really fucking. It just remind, it reminds me of being a kid, like at, yeah. New, at the New Year's Eve disco at the Gas Board, and my mum's in a big step, line step of kick. yeah, eighties women in their flowery dresses doing step step kick. Yeah, what a fucking tune up, Tang Girlie. Do you like any more songs by Billy Joel? Um. I'm not going to gain myself any credibility points here. I, I like uh, Tell Her About It. Yep. And I like uh, I like We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. I just I just like I fucking I'm a sucker for a list song. It's the it's the sort of less credible end of the world as we know it. It is. It? it is. Do you like my life? <laughs> I do. do you know what? Yeah, I think I do. I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I think I do. It's a bit of a selfish cunt song, isn't it? Is it, is it a poor man's my way? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't care what you say anymore because it's my life. Ba, 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 da, ba. Go yeah. ahead with your own life. Just leave me alone. Just leave him alone. I'll tell you what I, I, I really, 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 really like. Uh, still rock and roll to me. Still rock and roll. Me. You hate you when I like rock and roll songs, don't you? Yeah. Rock and roll, like, pasty. I just fucking really... It, it's just something about... The songs you heard as a kid that you liked as a kid, you just can't, you can't shake that fucking feeling, can you? Innocent man. I am an innocent man. Why are you saying that, mate? Like, yeah. no, well, no one was accusing yeah. you of anything. Oi, 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 oi. Oi, oi, I, I think he doth protest too much. Yeah. And he looks a bit like Del Boy as well. And you can imagine well, him singing... That doesn't sing, mean anything, does it? Well, can you imagine David Jason singing I'm an Innocent Man? She's Always a Woman. That's one of his hits, isn't it? Not Del Boys, Billy Giles. Uh. Don't go changing. God, please me. He's got a lot of songs, hasn't he? Yeah. He's the piano man, isn't he? He is the piano man. Uh. Uh, there you go, Uptown Girl. Have you ever had a posher girlfriend? No. That's worrying, isn't it? Have you had a posh girlfriend? No, but um, I went on a date with a posh... Tried to go on a date with a posh girl. Never going to last, is it? I, uh... It was back when I had my escorted state with Cat in the App painting on it. 
Could you afford to buy her pearls? No. Like... Try to give her a pearl necklace and she gave you the flick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably would have asked her for fucking two quid for petrol. She lived in South End. I remember driving down now and uh and she was she was really nice and she was really well spoken and uh and we got chatting one night at club art or at the brush and then uh and then she was like, oh do you want to go i was like yeah all right and uh this is pre-mobiles and i'm yeah. like driving to south end and then like sort of side roads off a of london road but there's really massive houses that go down to the beach yeah we were like pulling up and going like it felt like fucking when um then Quorn Avenue. Like one of them. Yeah. Like it felt like when Daniel LaRusso in the karate kid fucking takes out fucking Elizabeth's shoe. Yeah. And like and he just turns out in his shitty old car. And I've obviously just rocked up in my fucking escort estate <laughs> covered in fucking cat in the hat paintings. And I've just sort of gone up there and knocked on the door. Uh and she sort of come to the door and I went like, Alright, you, you you ready? And she went uh, and she looked really fucking uncomfortable. She went, won't be a minute. And then she disappeared. Then her dad just undone the door, looked down like the garden. And went, and no. Saw, and he literally <laughs> just went, you're not going out of him. Just shut the door. And I was just like, just sort of stood there, just like, oh, fucking hell. And I felt proper common. Oh, it's <laughs> I, really rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because I was probably about, I don't know, 18, 19 you didn't even have an hard drive then. He hadn't even seen your search history. <laughs> <laughs> but now when you think, it's weird, isn't it, how nowadays you'd respond. You probably would have responded, fucking how you'd respond now, back then. But like when I just think, like, why don't I just boot his front door? Yeah. Go, you fucking old cunt. Have a shit in a paper bag and set <laughs> yeah. it alight. I know. But I remember just sort of like, between me fucking... Like, just proper fucking gutted, just having a little wander down the garden and getting in my shit car. And I didn't even have to unlock it because the door didn't lock. <laughs> just got straight in it. It just fucking pulled the choke out and started it. And I was like, <laughs> fucking hell. That's rubbish, ain't it? Did and it you... probably cost about, back then, a fiver to get the south end and back. You should have knocked on his door and said, you any chance of getting some petrol money to get home? <laughs> she, she, I was going to ask her for two quid. <laughs> I had that fucking um, uh, one time we went when we went down Pizzazz, which was the the, the nightclub in Grays. Um, I'll gra- grab us a beer, will ya? Yeah, one time when we went down Pizzazz, um, I remember this was around the time that we we were all knocking around the Tech College, and uh, there was a college in Grays that was just around the corner from us, and uh, we used to just knock around in the common room. No, no, no. We, we all went and done courses there. No. You, you had to, you had to do a course because we used to knock around in the common room with our mates who were doing courses there and and they made you do a course because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to hang around in the common room anymore. That's why that's why you, did, you didn't do a course there because you wanted to learn anything. I wanted My, to be a mechanic. No, you couldn't even change a fucking tyre. You're a useless cunt. <laughs> I was such a useless cunt. I qualified in that, which is fucking brilliant. You've got a certificate. I have. To this day. I'm a qualified mechanic. Deal with it. So we was knocking around the tech college at the time, and uh, we were down Pizzazz one night, and uh, I'd put on me like my best, but I had a black tight top, you know, like them ribbed sort of tight tops. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I look pretty muscular in it, sort of like Joey from Friends in a way. 
uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look nice that night. I remember thinking I'll look nice tonight. I might pull, I might pull a bird. And not that I'd ever pulled a bird down yeah. there. Like ever, I don't ever. think I ever left the ass. However good I look, thinking I might pull a bird tonight. No, you're right. Oh no, I'm just I'll probably I'm just, just, just rewriting history. But I, I I'm going to try and have a laugh tonight. And if I pull a bird, what a fucking result! Oh, do you know, I never ever went down Pizzazz thinking I might have a laugh tonight. Just like there's nothing to do, so we're going to go and drink. One and a half litres of white lightning <laughs> just to make this fucking place bearable. Terrible. By which point, no one's going to have it off with me, so I'll just come home early. I remember, like, the same with Club Art, though. Like, just like oh, yeah. drinking all that pan, pan a pint of Miller that was just so weak and yeah. shit. Just getting like, a massive headache because you just drank about fucking nine pints and weren't pissed. You'd get an headache before you was pissed, wouldn't you? And if you were the designated driver, you'd just go and sit in the car. Like, you'd, you'd do one walk round at the clubs and then just go and, get, <laughs> just go and get in the car. Oh, dear. I think I pulled, I pulled twice in club art. And we went there a lot mm. for a, a few years. Yeah, I pulled twice in club art and I reckon we... We must have gone there for over a year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I carried on going when you stopped going. I don't know. I don't know if that's when you was going on holiday and having sex abroad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you start having intercourse in foreign climates and stuff, you know, those, those indie clubs in suburban towns just really lose their allure. Um, I literally remember, like, um, getting off with this girl and she was just going I remember I must have been driving because she was just like have you got your car and I went yeah she went do you want to go in your car and I was like yes and uh, she she obviously didn't know what happened in your car if she was (laughs) (laughs) suggesting so I remember like driving to the top of the multi-story round the corner like from Club Art and just parking at the top we was in the in the back seats having a snog Uh, and all I remember is like looking at my window and there was like loads of people in the offices across the way all looking in and I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing, but like, this don't happen very often, so I'm not going to disturb it. <laughs> I've just got to see it through. I deal with a shame in the morning. But like, yeah, someone's touching me dinkle. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, we was in, so I was, I was in, in Pizzazz one night. Well, it would have been with you. In your, in your fucking tight top. In, in my tight top, like, you know, Probably like you know, yeah. You know, I, was, I was feeling all right about things that Looking night. Like you just turned up for an audition for Let Loose. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, this girl just started talking to me, and she was quite posh, and I think she might have been from Allset. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you help get me a cab home? I can't even remember my own name. Something like that. No. All oh, right. <laughs> No, it wasn't like that at all. Uh, so she, uh, yeah, she she started talking to us, and and uh, you know you think, fucking hell, this is going all right. Like she she's quite posh, and this is what's this- weird is like Antonio. Like that's just an, a, a a fucking every ten minutes, wasn't it for him? Oh, he probably had it off with her, like full intercourse the previous yeah. week. But if if a girl ever once, I remember a girl come and spoke to me. And, like, and I had exactly the same response as you. Fucking hell. Yeah, this was the only time, the only time I I, I think I ever come anywhere near pulling someone in possession. Yeah. And uh, so she started talking to us. And I think, fucking hell, this is going all right. And uh, I've been talking to her for a few minutes. And she went, I've got to ask you something. She said, there's this guy. <laughs> He's an absolute twat. Um, he, he hangs around the tech college where I go, and uh, he was wearing a sort of 
Bross t-shirt with his hair in dreadlocks. And he looks just like you. And you know, you think, that was me. I was like, ironically, <laughs> this was about 1990, and I was ironically wearing a Bross t-shirt. And my sister had plaited my hair into tiny little plaits. I remember. And she's like, he's an absolute twat. And, uh, yeah, he I was sounds just, like a right idiot. Oh, that's what I should have said. Now, do you want to have it off? <laughs> yeah. What did you say? He probably doesn't make love, whereas I do. <laughs> no, I just, I just went, that's me. <laughs> and that was the end of it, obviously. <laughs> should have just shut up, shouldn't I? I had a slow dance with a girl that lived down this very road, who I quite fancied. Uh, pizzazz and I was having a little slow dance with her once and then halfway through that slow dance she realised that I was that idiot from that band oh no and like then it was like see ya yeah was that before or after you got a little chubby if I was having a slow dance with someone that was moderately interested in me yeah I probably would have had a semi it's a carry-on star. See? Yeah, absolutely. Are you in that band? <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking about poshos and, uh, and 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 us feeling like fucking commoners. And, and obviously, uh, let, let's just tenuous link into Paul Young's Common People was in the charts as well. How was it? Um, what do you think we done growing up? that made people think we were common? Um, swore. All I could think of was just swearing. Swore. Like, because you do get, like... And, and hung around the streets. No, I know, but but most people hung around the streets. And, like, and I and I do remember, like, there'd be, like, sort of six or seven-year-olds going, like, tits, and things like that. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, yeah, little kids. But we were probably 14, 15... And then even like into our, you driving to South End, we'd we'd be shouting swear words still, thinking it was really funny. Yeah. I mean, still, I know, I, I know. Do. I, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God! There's that crackpot single this year. That, yeah, uh, isn't all about effing and jeffing. Yeah, I really think they're going to save the day this Christmas. Like, with a good old-fashioned proper Christmas. Yeah. Dot info. <laughs> I've, I'm like, how do you deal with being around posh people? Like, I, I really struggle with it. And I become, and yeah. it's, it's to my detriment, I become more working class. Yeah. Yeah, just... Was I not, don't even really know any... I don't think I even really know any posh people. Was there posh kids at your school? Because they're, they're, even though I went to a shit school, there was posh kids at my school because they'd come in from Horndon and Allsit. There was people that whose mum and dad had a load of money, yeah, and like and had posher names than you yeah, know. Yeah, like that. There, I remember some double-barrelled surnames. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At my school, I don't remember. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. There were there there were fucking yeah. There was <laughs> there, there was posh kids, but I remember more posh girls than posh boys. But it was definitely like the swatty kids. A couple of swatty kids were quite posh. Did you feel like you was common? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Because I, I was the only person from our area who, who went to the school. Yeah, and like everyone else was from Upminster and Hornchurch, and pe- like people had some really big houses. But then, I guess, like some of the people I knocked about, knocked about, we've lived in like similar rows to my road, and 
you know, but just the enactment stuff. Yeah. But, like, I guess no one we knew in our circle of mates, like, come from any money at all, did they? It was all just fucking working-class families that yeah. were trying to fucking better themselves, weren't it, and trying to fucking, like, most people in the 80s trying to get up that fucking late 80s ladder. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Essex of trying to sort of have something. But I think that's the that's the weird thing about about growing up in Essex is, like, I, I don't know, I, I think you sort of lose your identity a bit because... Because of the, like, oh, you know, your parents' generation were quite aspirational. Yeah. In, you know, Thatcherism was big in yeah. Essex, wasn't it? And so, like, you know, I, I think my mum and dad had quite a Thatcherist mindset. Um, because my dad started working for himself, and they moved, they moved into a street where it was just full of like, you know, the the person that used to run the building society and the bloke who owned the shoe shop and, yeah. and um like and my mum and dad moved in there with like one month's mortgage and if it was gonna go tits up it was gonna go tits up. But yeah. there was all these like my neighbours were all like old posh people yeah. when I when I was growing up. And then like my dad had his dirty old builder's van out the front, you know, yeah. with his jeans held up with a bit of string. <laughs> <laughs> who was that old dear that lived next door, the one that you shit yourself in front of? What was her name? When you went go for your guns and you pooed yourself in front of your, your neighbour. Yeah. What was uh, her name? Uh, Mrs. Dunn. That was it. I yeah. remember she was quite well to do, wasn't she? Yeah. That, that was her, her husband used to run the building society in Grays. Yeah, I remember she was quite well to do. I, I wasn't like 18 when I shit myself. I was, <laughs> I was like, I must have been like three or four, maybe even five. But my uncle, my uncle come round, he was the right cunt, and he used to just... He, he did this thing where he pulled his hands out of his pockets, shaped like guns, and went, go for your guns, and farted, which I thought was the best thing ever. And so later on when he'd gone home, I went round to show my elderly posh neighbour that, <laughs> just to give it a bit of context. And uh, I went, Mrs. Dunn, Mrs. Dunn, go for your guns. Pulled my fingers out. I didn't have one ready, strained and shit myself, and then she had, she had to walk me round to my mum and tell her I'd had an accident. <laughs> There's <laughs> <laughs> something horrible about being walked back to your mum and dad, isn't it? Come on, let's get you home. Have you ever shit? That you shit yourself as a kid? Do you, do you have any times when you shit yourself? Like, I'm not. I don't think so. I piss myself a lot. We've spoke about that on the podcast, yeah. but I don't think I've ever shit myself. I, I shit myself one other time. I, I, I might have talked about this. I, I'm sure I have. But, I'll, I'll, yeah, for, for new listeners, I'll... <laughs> Here's a treat. <laughs> we'd, we'd just got um, we'd got a Clacton. Uh, we used to go to Clacton on holiday in a caravan every year, like with my nan and granddad. And we'd just got there, and it was the most exciting thing ever, going on holiday with your nan and granddad and mum and dad. That was the best. Staying in a caravan. Yeah. And we'd just got in the caravan, and everyone was just sitting down, like, and your mum putting the things away and stuff. And I was so excited, I just stood in the middle of the lounge with my arms out, just spinning round and round, and I farted and followed through. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't having him in our bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. Yeah. This charming man entered the charts. I saw that. 
So that would have been a re-release, wouldn't it? Because we've we've had what difference does it make already, haven't we? Have we? I'm always pissed. I know. I think we have. I think we have had what difference does. Oh, or have we? I don't remember talking about the Smiths on here yet. No, because it's no, 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 it's November 1983. So this must have, would this have been their first showing in the charts? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course, yeah. How good's this charming man? Yeah, he's good. Do you know what I heard it on the radio yesterday? He's really fucking good. What an intro. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just fucking great. Don't do it in a robot style. Oh, it's good, isn't it? He's a cunt, though, isn't he? Like, I don't think I realise what a cunt he is, Morrissey. I mean, Are you able to separate the music from Morrissey yeah. being a cunt? Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I have to. I love that band so much. What about Gary Glitter? Well, no, I don't listen to Gary Glitter anymore. So are you not able to separate from what Gary what Gary Glitter did from what from his music? Well, there's speculation about some of the things that Morrissey said whereas Gary Glitter was a serial paedophile. Like... Paedophile? Racist. I mean, no They're one's... they both wi- bad. No, no one's winning. They're both quite bad. Yeah. But... He's one worse. <clears throat> well, I would probably say, if I had to... <laughs> blokes marching in machine guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, some odd bloke that doesn't really understand the the country that he was born in anymore and has spent his life living in LA probably has a, a, a weird opinion of, of what England is compared to what it, what he knows it for. But, but, but do you know what? I think, I, I think that was always there though. There, there, there was lots of, in his solo stuff, some, some stuff that you well, just think, yeah. oh, hello. Like that's a bit weird. But, um, but yeah, I'm, like, I, I don't obviously fucking believe or, 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 or support any of that shit, but I fucking love the Smiths. Yeah. I really fucking do. And uh, and you'll keep listening to them until someone says he's a nonce. Do we know anyone that was charming? <laughs> Who's the most charming person you've ever met? Have you ever been charmed? You ain't charming. I ain't saying I am. I reckon I'm more charming than you. Do you reckon? <laughs> I felt quite charming in Pizzazz that night when that, that posh bird was talking yeah, to me. Yeah, walking around like fucking James Bond in your tight black top. I had a little bit... I channeled a little bit of Antonio that night. Really? Yeah. I didn't have muscles, though. I was built like Paul Wicker, the tall vicar, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> if I would have wore a skin-tight top, I would have looked like fucking Mulligan on air with me fucking tits, <laughs> just fucking... Wandering around pizzazz. Oh, fucking, I've, I've never thought I look smooth tonight. I've never once thought I, that. I, I did feel like I might look smooth. But I don't know whether I just thought I looked smooth after the posh bird. You know, once I was talking to the posh bird, I'm like, actually, do I look a bit smooth tonight? Yeah. Hmm. I clearly must have looked a bit smooth tonight. Yeah. But I wore that top other weeks and it didn't do anything. But perhaps once I realised that I was that twat in the bros T-shirt with the dreadlocks... The, the magic, the, the the magic spell was broken. I thought you had a bros T-shirt. I was a little bit jealous of that. I got three of them from a boot sale in about 1989, just after they'd, they'd, they'd crashed and burned. You had his book as well, didn't you? I, I read both their books, the the, yeah. the bros lads. It's a shit business. Oh, 
it's bleak, isn't it? They've got no self-awareness, though, have they? No. I hated bros when when I was... Because my, sister, was, my <clears throat> sister really liked them and had all their posters up and stuff. And I was just getting into indie music. And it was just the fucking... Like, it, bros was just the worst. Hmm. But I was prepared to wear a T-shirt, ironically, about two years after it. Yeah, you just wanted some attention. <laughs> well, it was more a sort of... You know, a sort of situationist like spectacle. It wasn't. Well, yeah, but you're not going to get it, are you? Because you don't understand things on that level. No, nah. people get it. Yeah, no, he probably will. For, it, just from an outsider's perspective, just of someone that was in the car next to you, it just felt to me that you just wanted to muck about and have someone laugh at you and look at your t-shirt. Well, Bit you yeah. on the arse, though, didn't it? What first proper salt that had a little look at you. See straight through that fucking black tight top and saw the bros t shirt, and yeah, that was it. Like you I had it on underneath and it had got wet. Yeah. I'm <laughs> wearing a fucking tight top that got all wet. Cool. Um, what have we got? Right. Um, should, we, should we run down the top 10? Yeah, what you got? Um, number 10, The Assembly, Never Never. It never happened to me. So that was. That was a little kind of bridging project for Vince Clark, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think it was meant to be, though, was it? It was meant to be like, when are you going to do an album? With, with all different guest vocals? Yeah. Was that Paul Quinn one on there? It was post-Yazoo, wasn't it? I don't know. No, I, I don't know about the Paul Quinn one. I don't know whether he'd just done... Because I found out all about all this retrospectively. Right. That's fucking great, that Paul Vince Clark and Paul Quinn. It's called One Day. Mm. Oh, I don't reckon I've heard that for 20 yeah. years. It's got Action Men on the cover, That's hasn't right, it? That's right, yeah. I fucking love that. So Never Never was Vince Clark featuring Fergal Sharkey. Yeah. And that was in between... Uh, Yazoo and Erasure. Erasure, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously Fergal went on to become... Uh, Champion of the UK's waterways. Yeah. And uh, and a singer of a good heart. Miserable prick when we met him, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a bit of sense of humour bypassed, didn't he? About yeah. me shouting his name in front of 200 people and everyone <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> oh, my photo of Fergal Sharky is the most fucking rubbish thing ever. I am like, I'm that kid that's just been told he's going to Disneyland. <laughs> and he's that bloke that's just fucking come out the fucking hospital with some bad news. Like, no, really fucking You're bleak. the kid that's been told he's going to Disneyland and he's the bloke who knows why you're going. <laughs> 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 oh. <clears throat> do you have a Fergal shot? He's got a good art. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah? I do think he's got a good art. <clears throat> All right. Where else in the top ten? Um, number nine, Culture Club Karma Chameleon on the way out. Number eight, Men Without Hats, Safety Dance. You can dance if you want to. Just fucking dance if you want to. There's no need to keep going on about it. All right. Um... Number seven, uh, The Love Cats by The Cure. Are you sick to death of that? I never want to hear that again. That's the trouble with it. I think that's that's part of getting paid so well for DJing is it just ruins your memories of all the fucking songs that you have to play. I mean, I I, I will say, add something to that. Uh, Being paid so well, I reckon as DJs, maybe we had like one year where we probably made probably below minimum wage, but in terms of being a DJ in an indie club, oh, we was quite happy. But it, I reckon it paid so well in terms of an hourly rate compared to what everyone else has yeah, yeah, per, yeah. per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we never fucking... 
we never come out of a club quids in apart from the that fucking... night. That night at blow off when when uh, you did the book the fucking limousine and you you counted out the cash on top of the fold escort like estate. Yeah, <laughs> then we come out of it with like two hundred quid each or something. Like one, there was one night where we had it away, and then the rest of the time it was just trying to drag people along there, wasn't it? Two hundred quid each a night. That fucking good was that that night. And it was, it was like done a little minder thing, didn't we? Shook at each other's hands over the top of the car. Yeah. And then when they got an egg mayo sandwich from MacMart. MacMart. That was how fucking sad we were. We'd fucking earn our little money and we'd stop at the MacMart, wouldn't we? Yeah. Buy a couple of fucking egg mayo sandwiches and a bag of Bobby's crisps. Yeah, a bag of Bobby's onion rings. Yeah. And just drive home. Yeah. Never pulled down. You're not meant to pull it. You're not meant to pull when you're actually DJing. Because if you start pulling when you're actually DJing, you become like Dave Lee Travis. Yeah. You're not meant. You're not meant to have it off at work. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're that's not, what, that's you? what Maltese holidays are for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, have it off in your leisure time. You, no one's meant to have it. No one else has it off at work. They people who work in the daytime. You just always had this idea you should be having it off at work. I think Lee worked in a leisure centre once. I bet he had it off there. Yeah. Like in cupboards and that, it's all right. <laughs> what it? about Christmas do's? Yep. Yeah. On the photocopier. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Christmas do's, anything goes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Uh, what else We're is not there? right, obviously, but you know. What's in the top ten? Can... Anything consensual. What's in the top ten, mate? Number six. Adam's just clarifying my position. Sure. Um, Number six, Adamant, Puss and Boots. Mm. Do you know what I used? I used to like it, but it is dog shit. Yeah, it's not one of my favourites. What's your favourite Adamant and song? music. What's your favourite Adamant song once you'd got rid of the ants? Prince Charming. That's, still, that that's still, Adam, still with the ants. Prince you, Charming. Stand Deliver. That's with the ants. Did he do anything good once he got rid of the ants? What were the ants? What were the Adamant ones? All the good ones. What was Adam? What was your question? What I'm pissed? <laughs> <laughs> what What is your favourite Adam Ant song? Once he got rid of the ants. Uh, what were they? Puss um, in Boots. So it started off with uh, what's the first Adam Ant single? Goody Two Shoes. Oh, that's all right. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, Ur- quite urgent, isn't it? Yeah. Never think of that when you think of urgent songs, but it's quite urgent, isn't it? Yeah. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apollo 9. Yeah, do you know what? Like, goody two-shoes, I'm just going with that. And then uh, fast forward to Room at the Top, which I remember thinking yeah, was room good at the when top it came out. Right. I, I don't know whether it'd be any good now, though, do you? Yeah, I bet that don't know. He played that when we see him. It wasn't very good. Oh, he good. did, yeah. Yeah. Was was Strip Adamant or was that Adamant the Ants? I think that might have been... That might have been Adamant. That's good. I think I think that's really good. That I don't think that gets it gets enough enough attention in the Adamant oeuvre. Oh, what's at number five? Uh, number five, uh, the Sun and the Rain by Madness. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's one of their best ones. No, don't you? I like it. I, I'd, I'd put that in my top five. I, I think what's that the was, opening line? It was my favourite one for a while. It's raining, raining again. again. Do, do, do. What's the middle eight that's really good? There's a bit of a crescendo in it, isn't there, in the middle of it? I hear the 
Oh, that's, that's the chorus, though, isn't it? I hear the rain falling on my face, and I can say there is no better place. Standing up in the falling down, in so much rain I could almost drown. I think it's got it's got everything. The sun, the rain. It's an underrated one. It don't get the, the, the attention that it, the others get. I don't think it was on any of the albums. Though. I think it was like between. Um, Absolutely. Between rise and fall. Rise and fall, and, and keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. I do fucking like it, though. It's good, Son of the Rain. Number four? Uh, Lionel Richie, All Night Long, All Night. That's right. Does Lionel Richie make love? 100%. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Once, twice, three times nightly. Yeah. How long... Given that his song was called All Night Long, in brackets, all night, just reinforcing the statement, how long do you think Lionel Richie could be on the sturdies before his cock goes off? I reckon... How long is it? How long would he have to be pumping away before he went, ooh? (laughs) First one, he comes off stage, he's got a little white towel around his neck, and uh, and, and I reckon he's got a kind of... um, like dressing gown on, like a house coat. Solo show with a Commodores. Solo, yeah. Like and uh, and I reckon you know his missus is waiting in the in the in the backstage area. She's already like fucking bent over the table with his rider on it, and he just comes and he says, "I'm riding one thing tonight," and he just goes straight in there, in it, up it, gone off. I reckon. 30 or 35 seconds. Oh, he has a quick one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's tentative. When I when I see a black fella with a moustache, I never imagine them having a quickie. Well, he, he he was he was stealth, but he was a tentative lover. Yeah, she knew that she was going to get it all night long, all night. Yeah, so she was very very moist. Yeah, and uh, and he just went straight in, and it just went off. But she she just knows fine fine. He then has a fucking can of Impto and like and has a little fucking. Eat around the buffet that's on the fucking table. Yeah. Starts putting a little bit of work in the rider, and then he's just like, come on. Oh, he's ready again? Yeah, of course he is, yeah. Like, I reckon he's would got you, like. Would she need to work his shaft getting back aroused, or would he be already be aroused? I think it's already there. I think it's already there. Maybe. Well, a few, few volivants, and he's. I think, yeah, but like, I, I think he's like, he's thinking of other songs to write. So he's, he's, he's got that kind of like frame. Like mindset of like of of love, and uh, she's she's she ain't even got dressed properly yet. She's just fucking walking around in her smalls, and he just got he's trying to write a love song, but you like at the corner of his eye, he keeps seeing yeah. it, and he's just like in the end, he just thinks, oh fucking, hell, puts down the pasty. Does he, does he take them off or does he pull them to one side? One side, one <laughs> side, and the same. It with can him. chafe one side like, of the shaft, though, can't it? Does Lionel? What, what's he do about that? Like, like, no, he's fine. He's just he, in the end. He just goes grab hold of that and like, and it, she has to hold it and like. But then again, he's got his own problems because he become aroused when he was eating his fucking Cornish pasty. Yeah, and he's his lobon's gone through the hole in his wife fronts. So oh. he's he, he's like he, he's just gone straight through the middle of it. He ain't pulled nothing to the side. So it's it, the, the second ride. He's, he's you know he's problematic, but. I mean, you wouldn't want to be going all night with you got your cock sticking out the hole in your wire fronts. You'd need your wire fronts completely off, wouldn't you? If you're going for an all nighter. But the, the last one, the last one, the clothes are off, and he's just like he pulls out one of them little sort of eighties like sofa beds, and he pulls it out. 
he says to the rest of the crew, right, you got to leave now, because they've been there eating a the buffet for the first two. Yeah. And, like, and he said, like, give us a bit of me time now. You know, um, like, a dog looks like his owner. Do you reckon Lionel Richie's cock looks like his face? Yeah, yeah. He, he refers to his cock as the Afghan hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a Is little it bit... falling off his bollocks? It's just... <laughs> it's a very droopy cock. <laughs> very, very droopy cock. Uh... What sort of angle would he get when he was fully aroused? Would he make 90, 90 degrees, like a right angle? So. I don't think so. so I think he's, he's, he, just, he, he just teeters around 45. And, and I think at first, a woman's, uh, you know, a woman knows she's going to get made love to. But I think she's looking at an angle and thinking that could be problematic. Yeah. But he delivers. He's like a Richie. Yeah. You know you're in for a fucking a good night. It's when, all when, night long. All night. When Lionel's glistening on the end... Yep. It's going all night long, in brackets, all night. Absolutely. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, number three. You don't have to clear anything up either. Once he's done, then the crew come back in and they just clear everything up. Yeah, because they get extra towels, don't they? Yeah. Like that little one he had around his neck. Like He just like mopped up the fucking the mess from the first one. Second one's pretty much all over the buffet. He's written it off for the rest of the crew. I'm by They're- the third one, he's just coughing cheesy dust. <laughs> Number three. Uh, number three, uh, Shaking Stevens cried just a little bit. Oh, fuck off, Shaky. Do you know what? I've got on board with cry just a little bit. How's it go? Cry just a little bit, cry just a little bit. Oh. I know it's crazy, but I don't know why. And I cry just... Do you know what? I've got on board with it. I've, no. I've been listening to the chart, the chart music podcast about Top of the Pops. Right. And they covered Shaking... They're always coming off Shaking Stevens. You know, which is all right. Um, but I went and listened to Cry Just a Little Bit on Spotify, and I do think... I think if it was a Motown song, people would be saying it, it would be up there with us. The, you know, if the Supremes had done it, I think it'd be right up there with the Supremes. But it ain't. It's done by Shaky on a really cheesy fucking 1980s Bon Tempe-sounding organ. So it sounds yeah. pretty pretty rank, but I think it's a decent song. Have a quick piss. Yeah, have a poo if you like. He's going for a wee in the middle of the podcast, but he'll be back in a minute, so I'm just going to eat some crisps. I'll probably cut this bit out anyway. I normally do. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. Sorry about me, mate. Roy had a little bit too much to drink this month, and this ended up being a really long podcast, so we split it in two. Come and find us in part two.